Hello, entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Laura L. Bernhard. Welcome back to the Marketing Bound podcast, where we help you leverage inbound marketing strategies to grow your business. Today, we are discussing the lessons I learned from interviewing over 50 successful entrepreneurs. I get asked all the time, what have you learned from interviewing so many entrepreneurs? So I thought I would put a few of my favorite lessons together to help you no matter where you are at in your entrepreneurial journey. I review 11 lessons and I give examples. So you're definitely going to want to listen until the very end of the episode. Finally, be sure to subscribe to the Marketing Bound podcast and share this episode with your network so we can help as many entrepreneurs as possible. And with that, Cue the intro music. The very first lesson is to put yourself out there. And I'm sure you've heard about this before, but I don't mean starting something and putting 25% out there. I mean putting your 100%. So that means whether you're starting a new service or a business or you're starting a podcast, that means you are about to give your 100% into everything that goes into it. And as I was talking to these entrepreneurs, I figured out this common theme. And that is whatever they were working on, they were giving their 100% all of the time. If they had an idea, they wanted to offer a new service or they were working on a new project, whatever they were working on, they were giving it their all. So hearing that over and over again is very eye-opening because it's a great reminder that no matter what you choose to work on, if you're not giving your 100%, then why are you doing it at all? And that leads us into the second lesson. And that is to surround yourself with the right people. And at first, before interviewing all of these successful entrepreneurs, I never thought that the people you surround yourself with can have that much of an impact on your habits, on your everyday life, and even your success. But after listening to so many stories and asking questions on how these entrepreneurs developed and created these successful businesses, it was clear that they had support whether that was their family or they were surrounded by people who were guiding them. And most of them actually had mentors or a business coach. So it became very apparent that they were surrounded by like-minded people who had similar goals. And sometimes as an entrepreneur, you're not surrounded with people who have the same goals as you. And that was the case for myself. I don't have entrepreneurs in my family or in my friend group, or, well, I used to not have entrepreneurs in my friend group. But now that I've interviewed so many people who have similar goals and who are like-minded, I see how beneficial it is to me personally and to my business to have that support. So if you don't have people who support you, or if you don't have family or friends or mentors or business coaches to help you along the way, that is okay because there are many ways to build this entourage. There are a lot of groups that you can join on Facebook or LinkedIn. For example, I started the Marketing Bound Facebook group for entrepreneurs. 
But there are so many to choose from. There's no lack of opportunity to surround yourself with like-minded people. So I've compiled a few reasons why you would want like-minded people in your circle. So a few reasons why you want to look for like-minded people to add to your circle is one, it's motivating. Two, they act as a sounding board for your ideas. Three, they hold you accountable for your goals. Four, they make sure you don't get distracted and veer off your path. And five, you can go and ask them questions. So there is no reason that you should feel alone in this journey. There are so many people who have similar goals, who even may be ahead of you and can help guide you. So there's no reason why you cannot reach out to them and why you cannot expand your network and include other entrepreneurs. And trust me, it's very helpful. And also you can add me on LinkedIn. I'll be your first entrepreneur connection. (laughs) So the next lesson is that small habits take you a long way. In many interviews, I asked entrepreneurs about their habits. I asked them about their morning routines, how they got work done, what software they use, their nighttime routines. I asked them about everything because I wanted to know what was allowing them to be successful. And I knew it had to do with what they were doing on a daily basis. And what I learned is that it all starts with small habits that you do over and over and over again. I remember my interview with Marcus Chan and his schedule was so rigorous and probably still is. And so that just put him on a different level than everybody else because his schedule allowed him to be efficient and allowed him to be very productive. And as a result, he was able to build multiple streams of revenue, manage a family and manage clients because of it. I also interviewed Tulio Siragusa. And he also had a similar outlook about his habits. He knew it was very important to have a routine. So he batched his work together and he did it so well that he was able to fit more tasks per day. And as a result, he was able to accomplish more things and work on more projects. So this was a common theme that came up over and over and over again in most of my conversations. They knew what habits they needed to be more efficient, so they got more hours done in their 24 hours, and that just propelled them further than others. A very clear example I remember is when I interviewed Eloise Gagnon, and she told me about the 1% rule. So she gave me this analogy that when a plane takes off and they veer off their journey by 1%, That can mean the difference between landing in LA versus landing in New York. So it does mean the difference between landing in two different cities, but maybe not that far apart. But the analogy is there. So she said, if you change your habits by 1% every day, and that can be waking up five minutes earlier, that can be having an extra fruit. One decision a day would be equivalent to 1%. And by the end of the year, you can be a completely different person. And that's when I realized that habits are super important in someone's success. And I interviewed Eloise 
really early on. She's one of the first 10 interviews I did. And I remember thinking, well, how am I supposed to be successful if I cannot even wake up in the morning, if I can't go to bed at the time that I want to go to bed? So this is this was the beginning of me transforming my habits. And now I wake up at seven o'clock in the morning and I have a night routine. I have a morning routine and it makes all the difference. It's extremely crazy because it's the difference between me having a podcast and me not having a podcast. I'm able to manage this extra project because I have more time, because I'm more efficient, because I'm more disciplined. And I'm not perfect. I still have a lot to work on, but I see the difference. So maybe if you're not where you want to be in your business, maybe if you're not as successful as you want to be, consider looking at your habits. What can you change? How can you improve yourself? So in the end, having the right habits in place, making sure you are disciplined. This was an overarching theme that came up over and over again in my interviews. I am so sure that habits is a big key to someone being successful. Okay, so the next lesson I learned from entrepreneurs is the myth behind the hustle. And you know, we see it on Instagram. They're like, oh, you should be working 18 hours a day to be successful. You have to be tired to be successful. You have to put in the work and just be exhausted all the time. But if you think about it, you can work 24 hours a day and still not advance if you're not working on the right things. So as I interviewed more and more entrepreneurs, it became clear that many of them have learned this the hard way. And then they tried doing the hustle. They, they tried working long hours, but they realized that first, it's not sustainable. Second, it's not effective because you're exhausted. And then you're also not happy. And that's not why you want to be an entrepreneur. You want to be an entrepreneur so that you can take control of your schedule, of your time. If you're working 24 hours a day, you might as well have a corporate job. So I have examples, four stories from entrepreneurs, and I'll link all of the interviews that I mentioned in the show notes if you want to listen to them afterwards, but I'll, I'll try to go through them quickly. But these four stories are people who are not being bogged down by the hustle. They are happy and they are in control of their time. So the first story is May Hori. So she started baking in her kitchen and started selling all her sweets. And when I interviewed her, she was doing it for like 10 years. And she told me that she loved this because she was doing it out of her own kitchen. And she's able to be with her kids when she needs to be with her kids. Her goal is not to be a billionaire. Her goal is to be in charge of her schedule, in charge of her time. And then another example is I interviewed Chris Ward. And she actually mentioned this in her book, but she was literally running around like a chicken with her head cut off. And at one point left something on the stove where it caught fire because she was so busy. She was so distracted, too many things to think about. And that's when she took a step back and said, I have to change this. This is not why I became an entrepreneur. So when you sign up to be an entrepreneur, 
you're not signing up for the hustle. It's not just working hard. It's not about exhausting yourself. It's not about being tired all the time. And another example that I really love is my interview with Christine Tay. And she's a financial advisor. And she told me that she works really, really hard the first two weeks of the month. And then the last two weeks of the month, she relaxes. So again, her goal is not to be a billionaire. She's not thinking about yachts or mansions. She's an entrepreneur so that she can take control of her schedule and do the things she wants to do. She literally takes half of the month off if she wants to. She could work, but she works really hard the first half and then takes the other half off. That sounds like a pretty good deal. So again, she's a great example of this myth that you don't need to be working until you collapse. It's not a healthy trend. And it's not something you should be thinking that you need to do as an entrepreneur. And I'll give you one last example. Kristen Molinar. She told me she wanted to become an entrepreneur to take control of her time. And now that she is an entrepreneur, she actually works less than five hours a week running a full six-figure business. So all of these interviews were great reminders that success is not in the hustle It's not a badge of honor to be exhausted. It's not cool to be overworking ourselves. What's cool and what we should be promoting is taking control of our time. And again, I will be mentioning a lot of interviews in this episode, and I will link them all in the show notes if you want to listen to them. So just to wrap up this lesson, putting in the hustle and being exhausted is a myth. Don't fall for it. You don't have to be tired to succeed or to have the lifestyle that you want. And with that, we enter the fifth lesson. An overarching theme that came about from interviewing all of these successful entrepreneurs is about money. It's about how so many people are creating their own sources of revenue. There are so many entrepreneurs There are so many people with side hustles creating additional streams of revenue for themselves. There is no lack of money. We can all be successful as long as we're helping each other out. There is potential for all of us to be successful. And I've talked to people who are in similar industries as me, and there's no reason why we both cannot be successful. So there was always this overarching theme of money that came up. And I was always reminded on a weekly basis that every single person I was talking to was creating their own wealth. And that's a great lesson to be reminded of because it eliminates the competition we have with people who are in a similar field. There's no reason to compare because we can all make it. So I thought that was very important to share with you guys. Okay. So the sixth lesson I learned from interviewing entrepreneurs is that nobody cares about what you're doing. (laughs) So you really shouldn't care about what other people think because everybody is just worried with what they're doing. And they only really see what you're doing on a surface level. So like if you post on Instagram or LinkedIn, nobody's really going to take the time to see how far you've come or what milestones you hit or the setbacks that you had to overcome. So they're really not interested in your journey. So why should you care about what they think? This is your journey. 
It really doesn't matter if it's faster or slower than anybody else because their journey is different. Their resources are different, their knowledge, their environment, it's all different. So number one, nobody cares about your journey and you shouldn't care about what other people think. This lesson is all about focusing on your own journey. And I have a really good example. I interviewed Celia Gurkovich and she started eight businesses and a couple of them she closed down. Now, other people might think, oh, they failed. That's why she closed them. But when I asked her about them, I said, oh, what did other people think? I know it's a, it was a bad question, but I asked her that. And she said, oh, I would just tell people that I closed them and I moved on to a different project. And when you have that kind of mindset, doesn't it make you feel so much better? Like, oh, it's not a failure. You tried it. It didn't work or you didn't like it. And now you're moving on. And that's how she saw all of her business ventures. She said, who cares? She's like, nobody cares about what you're doing. Just focus on what you're working on. So this lesson is very much focus on your own journey. There is no reason to try to impress other people, to show off, to anything. Focus on what you need to do. And that's it. That's what's going to get you ahead. Now, the next lesson was a very important lesson for me because I feel like I got in being distracted by all the information that's out there. For example, if you want to learn how to grow on LinkedIn, you can probably find 10, 20, 30 people that are willing to help you with that. And it's super easy to get caught up in all the information. So this lesson is very much about not listening to everybody. And this doesn't come with a specific interview. I just had to learn about it because I was learning so much every single week from every single interview. I had to learn how to take what I needed and then leave the rest. So this applies to everybody because we are surrounded with such a wealth of information every single day. It's super easy to get stuck in this continuous wheel of learning and never actually applying anything. And shockingly, I didn't realize this for quite some time. I was just obsessed over the fact that I was learning so much. But over time, I realized that there was no way that I can absorb all of this information and retain it. I really had to pick and choose what I was going to apply. So the biggest takeaway I can tell you is don't listen to everyone. You don't have the capacity to apply every single tip, every hack, every single item that you've learned. And second of all, you can't listen to everybody. So I would recommend just picking a few resources that are reliable, like this podcast, that will help you in where you are in your journey right now and stick to those. And don't forget to keep applying what you learned. So another overarching theme of all of these interviews is that if you have an idea, just go for it. There's really no reason not to try it. If you have an idea, just do it. If it fails, it fails. If it's not working, you move on. It doesn't matter because at least you tried it. This was also a very big lesson for me because 
for so many years I was coming up with ideas, but never executing on them. And the difference between my story and everybody else's story that I interviewed, all those successful entrepreneurs, yeah, is that they acted upon their ideas. That's the difference between an entrepreneur with a business that generates revenue and someone who is thinking about being an entrepreneur is that they're not acting on it. That was me. That's a theme I saw because every entrepreneur with a profitable business has acted on their idea. They followed through. So if you have an idea, if you want to extend your services, if you want to start a podcast, act on it. That's an important lesson for anything that you're thinking of. If it's a webinar, if it's uh, being a guest speaker on a podcast, anything, just go for it. Just try it. So that was the eighth lesson. Now let's jump into the ninth lesson. So the ninth lesson is that no matter the circumstances, you can generate revenue. You can, you can succeed. I interviewed a few entrepreneurs that went through a really difficult times and they taught me that no matter, no matter what circumstances you are in, you can always make it out and you can always overcome the tough parts of your life and still be successful. You can still do what you want to do. And I'm going to go over four stories with you briefly. But the first one is my interview with Jeremy Mira. So from high school, he was just not on, not on a good path. He was hanging out with the wrong people. He was always partying on drugs and things were just very messy for him. And one day his friend introduced him to the church and his whole life changed. And that also goes back to the point where you need to be surrounded by the right people, by the people who are going to put you on your most ideal path. So I remember he told me this story in like the first five minutes of our interview and I was so caught off guard. And now he has like seven streams of revenue. He's happily married and he just turned his whole life around. And another story, I interviewed Mayan Gordon. And if you recognize her name, it's because she has 1.5 million followers on TikTok. She also has multiple streams of revenue, but at one point she was homeless. And look at her now. She made it out. And in her case, she focused on the skills that she had. And she said, I'm not going to let these circumstances define my whole life. She generates multiple streams of revenue and she changed her ways. I also interviewed Richard Moore. And he was going through a lot of personal things. He lost family members. And after a while, he realized that his demanding corporate job was not helping him. So he also turned his life around and became an entrepreneur. And now he hosts many business events, has a wildly successful LinkedIn course. He's a LinkedIn influencer and he's killing it. And the last example I want to give you is my interview with Glenn Lundy. And he openly talks about how he was about to commit suicide. And when he found himself lying on the beach, looking at the stars and thinking about how his problems were so small compared to the universe, he went and changed his life. And now he has a daily Facebook show. 
He has multiple businesses. He has eight children. So again, if you want to listen to any of these interviews, I will link them in the show notes. But if you're going through a tough time, yes, it's going to be tough. But that doesn't define whether or not you're going to be successful. Okay, we are at the 10th lesson. And that is, if you're not having fun on your journey, then you're not going to get very far. And Leah Turner is a great example that she loves transcribing and she loves helping people with their LinkedIn accounts. And because of her genuine care for people, other people started noticing. And she built a community on LinkedIn so quickly. She built such a strong personal brand because of her passion and because her passion shines through. Another example is Alain Guillot. His genuine curiosity for people's stories is what allowed his podcast to grow to what it is today. And then I also interviewed Marie-Pierre Hébert, and she loved working in the hotel industry, but she saw a need for babysitting in hotels. And now her business is revolved around helping employees babysit their children. So when you love doing something and you turn that passion into your work, you can get very far with it. You become relentless. And I know you're thinking like, oh, well, what if I don't know what I love or I don't know what I'm passionate about? That's okay. But a good sign that you're probably not on the right path is if you're not having fun, that maybe you should try something a little bit different. Maybe if you're not successful, maybe you're not working on the right thing. If you're not having fun, maybe shift your path a little bit and that's okay. But the lesson I learned with these interviews is when you're passionate about something, you just propel yourself to a different level of success. And with that, we will now discuss the last lesson I learned from interviewing over 50 successful entrepreneurs. The final lesson is that In almost every interview, regardless of whether you're having fun, whether you have support, no matter what your circumstances are, entrepreneurship is still hard. You're still going to have to do things you don't want to do. You're going to have to put yourself out there 100% even when you don't want to. And if it was easy, then everyone would do it. And I have two really good examples for this. I interviewed Chris Carpini in one of the first few episodes and he goes into detail about the mistakes he made. He talks about how hard it is to be an entrepreneur and gets very candid about why it's difficult. And that was the first time an entrepreneur was so open about talking about mistakes and the difficulty of entrepreneurship. And I also interviewed Halataha And she spoke to me about all the times that she was pushed down and rejected and how she had to overcome those rejections in order to reach her goals. And she is now the host of a very successful podcast. But those are two solid reminders that before success, there's stress, there's hard decisions, and not everything is going to be sunshine and rainbows. And I think this is a great reminder because when things do get hard, It's part of the process. And if it was easy, everyone would do it. And also, if other people can get through it, then so can we. And so I hope 
this serves as a good reminder that things will get hard and that's okay and that you will get through it. So those were the top lessons I learned from interviewing over 50 successful entrepreneurs. I hope they help you in your entrepreneurial journey. If any lesson resonated with you, I link all the interviews in the show notes so you can easily access them. Please share this episode with your network and subscribe to the Marketing Bound podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody, and I'll catch you next week. 